Welcome to Navigating Change, the education podcast from Tybal Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here once again with Howard Tybal, and we are talking about graphic facilitation today as part of our ongoing discussion on the importance of storytelling to move the mission. But first, head over to tybalink.com to learn more about our work in education. You can subscribe to the show for free. Just click the blue button, and we'll let you know each time a new episode is released. Our guest today is Karen Knight-Dietering, an artist and visual communicator and founder of Ideas Take Shape, a graphic facilitation company dedicated to helping her clients find creative ways to communicate their ideas and concepts. She's done some fantastic work for Howard, and we are thrilled to be able to share her ideas with you all today. Well, thank you, Pete. I'm very excited to be here with Karen. Karen, do you remember the first project we did together? Yes. What was it? It was your book project. My book project. My book project, exactly. So I was working on a book. Oh, the book I'm still working on, by the way, because <laughs> you've asked me about that a few times. And uh, it was really about how Karen helped me frame the big picture of why am I writing this and all the threads that are in my head. I think that the what you do is so fascinating because you fundamentally not only have the skill set as a facilitator, but you have the artistic ability to capture it visually in real time. And I can tell you, I find that to be so difficult. So my first question is, thinking about graphic facilitation, is how do you listen and draw so well at the same time? And I don't think I have an answer for that. And I think it's uh, one of the things that... Did you have to develop that? Yes. I mean, it is a listening skill. So you're, you're listening to the words, the nuances, to the, the words within the words. Um, and really starting to synthesize that into a few words and an image that will capture that particular theme or idea. And uh, I don't know. I've always been drawing, so I I don't really know where it came from. Yeah, you can't explain uh, that. No. It's just natural for you. Yes, yeah. So tell the group, uh, the audience, about graphic facilitation. What is it that you do? Because I can tell you it can transform how people engage with what they're involved in. So talk a little bit about it. So I, I graphically record and facilitate with individuals all the way up to conferences with 300 plus people in them. And um, like I say, what I'm doing is taking people's thoughts, ideas, comments, and synthesizing them down. Now, depending on whether I'm working with an individual like you and your book, and uh, we're trying to really articulate why you're writing the book um, and how to go about that. It's very different from working with 300 people who are listening to, um, you know, a presentation uh, that's going on. And the idea and the the, um, reason um, behind that kind of graphic recording is really so that the audience can look at the information that's come out um, and rather than reams and reams of notes that nobody is ever going to go back to, they can look at this picture that's encapsulating the thoughts and the ideas of the presentation you know, go, of the day. It goes back to that concept that's been around forever, which is a picture is worth, I think it's 10,000 words. Yes. Not even 1,000 words. Yes. Seriously. How many times I've been in situations where I've been working with folks who have PowerPoint slides that have words in it that don't convey an idea? One is, about, it's, just, it's fundamentally about telling a story, isn't mm-hmm. it? And that's ultimately what you're doing when you're creating a, a visual. So what's, give us an example of where you might use graphic facilitation uh, for adults in a business environment. Uh, again, you, most of the people that are listening to this 
work in higher education, whether it's administrative academic side, and they're focused on trying to make strategic changes. Uh, and they're buried, so they need ways to pull themselves out from the weeds. And that's fundamentally what I think you do with graphic facilitation. So what's a good example of where you've used this? Well, basically, graphic facilitation gives order where there's chaos. And, um, you know, even if somebody is putting larger bullet points, frames around things, arrows, it's telling the brain where to go to with that mm. information and it allows people to be on the same page. Using graphic uh, facilitation and recording helps groups that maybe don't always work together get on the same page, makes them see their connections, see what the differences are, and really have a concrete point of, of starting um, to begin those processes of um, strategic planning or any kind of planning or thoughts. Well, I love that idea that it's about really getting people on the same page because ultimately when they're looking at a picture being developed in real time, mm -hmm. it, it, it's very different than a static set of slides, mm -hmm. right? Just the fact that you're building something as it's happening. And it also becomes a document that they can come back to. Yes. So is there an example of, you mentioned to me at one point about some work you did at MIT. Mm -hmm. what, what did you do there? They were having a symposium and uh, they had people from different industries coming in to talk about, um, it was a, a company, uh, not company, it was a um, project called the Age Lab. And uh, they were looking at women over 35, 45, women over 45 in, on the internet and how they use the internet and how those businesses could then use that information to really start selling to and giving their services to women. Um, because for the most part, with the companies they were working with, insurance companies, health companies, um, rest homes, uh, the older, oldest female child in the family is the person who's going to be making the decisions for their family. Interesting. So... Um, they wanted a way of, to be able to um, use the information that's been gathered on how women of, in that age group actually use the internet. So my understanding is that there's two ways, and I've worked with you, I think, both capacities. One where I remember I was facilitating an event, and you were there, and you were capturing, and that's called graphics recording, mm -hmm. right? And the graphic facilitation is you're actually the one asking the questions, engaging the group, while drawing at the same time. So it's interesting. I want to go back to this MIT thing because as you're talking to me and asking me questions, this um, this symposium was probably about three years ago, four years ago. As you're asking me the question, I'm closing my eyes and seeing uh, the image that I drew. So it wasn't at the front of my brain to, to actually tell you what happened. But once I'm able to look at that, that yes. image and because I drew it, it's going to come back to me easily you know, more easily. Because it went but, from your hand to the, to, yes, the, to the wall. Yes. But anybody else in that meeting who's taken a picture, who's maybe put it, put it on their screensaver and has looked at that is also going to have that visual recognition of the meeting and those, those keys. Why do you think uh, people don't do this more often? Aside from having an artist like yourself who also has facilitation skills, why do you think this is done so infrequently? Because I can tell you from experience, it's rarely done. I think because um, we all have a way of doing things and Ugh. it's the right way and the wrong way. And for the most part, people are going to go straight to the PowerPoint um, or look for a different way of presenting something without the PowerPoint. Yes. Um, the thing with graphic facilitation is once people have had it in their meeting, they, they want back. it again. 
Oh, yeah. They see the value. They, exactly. It shortens meeting times. It makes meetings more productive. Yes. It encourages more participation within the people at the meeting. And um, they see the value of it once you've had it there. Um, but trying to explain to somebody beforehand what well, graphic facilitation well, does, there doesn't seem to be words that can be It's an experience. <laughs> you have to experience it yeah. to appreciate the value. Yeah. So another thing you're getting into, which you've done for me, is animation. Yes. Which is so great. I, so I have, and, and you know, we'll put up there some examples for people to see, but I had this talk that a portion of it, I get up and I draw with my horrible handwriting uh, a picture, and people get it, and I always dismiss it, oh, they can't read it, but if I, if I rent long enough, they'll, they can finally figure out what these words mean. But you put it together in an animation mm -hmm. that I can share now with folks, and it's, it's turned into probably the singular thing that people have found to be the most valuable. And I can actually stand there, and I don't have to work it myself. So it seems to me this is, a new, this is an area that RSA, is that the name of it? That group, they're the people who kind they of created that idea. Yeah. So everybody goes back to the RSA, but uh, they're really whiteboard videos, and those things are crazy. What do you mean? I, I, did, I did that for you, and I still watch it to the end. People will watch those videos to the end. They want to see how the picture ends, how the story ends. It's so cool. So the so the human brain just wants this start an end piece to the story yeah. and they will watch it which is why so many companies now are using them because when you would turn off a um advert because it was boring you'll want to see how the how the story ends yes. as somebody's drawing it just keeps you engaged mm -hmm. like how is this thing evolving yes and i can tell you that more pe people should go look at this video that that karen did her animation of the one six two thirds one six and i'm doing another one with her right now on the valley of despair and i can tell you it embeds these ideas in people's brains that i can ask them five days later what were the key concepts yeah. And because they saw it visually, it's embedded in their brain. Yes. And that's a fundamental thing that I think uh, people would benefit from doing more of or even using your services. So what about if you wanted to learn it yourself? I mean, have you ever taught others how to do this? You yes. Could, you could, yeah, you, my could, background... you could probably do a whole class on this, right? <laughs> and I do. My background is in um, training and teaching. Um, I work with middle school and high schoolers and I work with adults who want to either take visual notes or do graphic facilitation within teams. Everybody thinks that you have to draw. The key is the listening. That's interesting. And we all know how to draw, but we come along and criticize ourselves. And in schools, we're allowed to say we don't do math, but then we still have to do math. Right. We say we can't draw and everybody just lets you off. And the thing is that everything's a learn. Everything's a learned uh, skill. So, well, we're so know, judgmental gonna, of our drawing. Yeah, and you're going to be. Some people are going to be better. Some people are going to be worse. But the, the truth of the matter is, people can all draw a star. Well, I can draw a stick draw figure. A right? What, what Isn't do you that, need? Don't what I just need a need? stick figure for you a person? Just need a stick figure. Okay, good. I because feel better. Then, then you're going to know um, that you're talking about a person. Or if you draw four, you know you're talking about a group of people. And if you put a bubble over their heads, you know that yeah. they're all having a conversation. So the. The pictures that you draw, especially when you're facilitating, are very, very simple, but they do give those those kind of triggers to your brain. Well, it to, seems to, to me work. the other barrier, I mean, you hear a lot about people of different learning styles. Mm -hmm. And I, I, there's a part of me that says when people say they like reading versus... Um, well, what is the what is the what is the hierarchy around learning styles? We often find I often hear people say that there's certain learning styles 
that I am a visual, I am an auditory learner, mm-hmm. right? Which means that if you give it to me in writing, I'm not going to really respond to that. It seems to me there's very little, I, there's very little reason in my mind that if you put up something visual, that that isn't the best way for people to learn. But there is a story out there about we all learn differently. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's the it's the running joke in my house when I. I skip a meeting or the children don't take something to school. I say, well, the email didn't have a picture in it. So I oh, that's gonna, good. Gonna, I got to use that. Yeah, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to go into my brain if there isn't a picture. But, but yeah, but, there are. But for, are there some people you found that, that don't resonate with this? Very few. Yeah. Very few. But yeah, there are. And you know, the thing is that, that you just, you, when you're taking your own notes, you have to find your style. And for the most part, we've all been taught yeah. to write something in lists which is fine but there, there are exactly. no cues there for us to look for but see i think what this is the problem i think people think they need to capture all the words mm-hmm. in between yeah. versus looking for the key concept yes and that's ultimately when you're a graphic facilitator you're looking for the key concept yes that strings the ideas together yes and so, i think that's a trained skill yes i don't think people naturally know how to do that they're used to keeping track of lists like you just said and I practice, you know, my boot camp exactly. is t- my boot camp is uh, TED, so, right? You know, because the TED talks are—they've uh, been working on those for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they have taken all of that fluff out. There's very little Correct. kind of time in between ideas and points there. Um, but everybody trains, you know. If you if you want to flex a muscle, you're going to go to the gym and train it. So that's great. The that's listening, a great point. you know, the listening skills and the drawing skills. Most people doodle and. The, you know, true. The, the, the thought behind that is that you're not listening. Well, the, the studies that are coming out over the years has shown that people who are doodling are actually more engaged yeah. than somebody who is just sitting there staring at I feel so much teacher. better now about myself. You're knowing, right. So I'm just turn doodling. your doodles into little squares around your lists and arrows from those lists to other lists. And so, so for people listening, what kind of initiative or meeting – should they be thinking about or some examples where they'd want to pull people together? For example, if they're doing a strategic planning project or they're bringing in a committee together, are there some kinds of gatherings that better lend themselves for graphic facilitation if people are thinking about doing it for the first time? I, th- I think that um, if you're going to be using graphic facilitation with a graphic facilitator, then you're looking at something larger like a strategic planning or day retreats. Um, those weekly or monthly meetings that you have get somebody trained up into graphic facilitation for teams and start that visual process going. The uh, other piece of graphic facilitation is we're working on a different scale. You've seen the pictures. They're six foot, eight foot by four foot. So oh, you're yeah. working at a very different scale from this tiny you know, letter size list that you're working on or a flip chart. So it gets your whole body engaged. It gets everybody's yeah. uh, you know, engaged in this picture that's larger than life, really. It's a creative way. A very creative way of engaging a large group. Yes. You know, the way, as non-transformational as this is, this in itself is a big deal, is to get in a large group five flip charts and people working on those five flip charts. That in itself is a big deal. Even though they're doing theirs, they're they're, they're writing lists. (laughs) They're not drawing (laughs) pictures. They're just as long as they put colored bullet points and, you know. Exactly. Because I think that engages people more. They get to put, it's almost play. Yes, and there's no reason why we can't play. I mean, the, the ideas come out when we're playing. That's innovation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have had people on uh, panels and uh, recording the panel discussion and have had the pa- 
little participants come up to me and say, I was trying to think of things to say so I could get on the picture. Oh, that's um, awesome. So, you know, people like to see that's themselves. True. They like to see themselves in different places that's and their great. words there. So many people come up after I've recorded and just take pictures of themselves, either with the picture or take pictures of the picture just so that they can have it on their phone. And now we've got this technology where we can literally have them around us all the time. And by just remembering that conversation allows us to actually start to put it into action. Very cool. So how can people learn more about what you're doing? We have a, um, a site for graphic facilitators. What's the site? I always get the acronym wrong. The International Federation for Visual, Visual Practitioners. Um, but you have a website too. I have a website What's too. your website? My website is ideastakeshape.com. Ideastakeshape.com. I love that. How'd you get that one? I you got lucky there. Super lucky. Super though. lucky. <laughs> because that's really what happens. You know, ideas are taking shape all the time. It's I'm a great just capturing name. them. I love that name. Uh, yeah. So, and we're also going to put up on the site some other places where people can go learn more about your work. Um, any final thoughts about? why you think this is something we need to be doing more of as team and as individuals? You know, as my son said to me the other day when I said, you know, I'm not getting to the gym. He said, just do it. You know, just pick <laughs> up a pen and do it. Put your doodles to action in notes. Take a, take the Sharpie and be the person who stands up in the meeting and, uh, you know, starts to take control of that by just drawing. Just do it. Just do it. Well, that's another good, that's a tagline. Did you come up with that one too? No, Just I think do Nike it? did. Okay. <laughs> Karen, thank you. This has thank been you. fantastic. And, uh, and I'm, I'm excited about continuing to work with you. So we will, we will continue this another Great. time. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.